Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. Okay, everyone, welcome to the Dining on a Dime food trivia game. One hour, nothing but food trivia. Now, listen, I know you're probably driving into work, you're probably driving to the gym, and you're saying, well, what do I care about a bunch of people playing trivia? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you five questions. And what's going to happen is you're going to answer them at diningonadime at yahoo.com. Uh, the person that gets all five correct will receive a $20, $25 restaurant gift card uh, to a restaurant of your choosing. That's for the people playing at home. First 30 minutes are going to be for the people playing at home. We're going to ask you, we have 100 trivia questions. We're going to ask you the question, and then we're going to let you pause. We're going to pause two seconds to let you give your own answer, and then we're going to give you the answer. So if you're listening from home, play along. Uh, but we're going to give you an opportunity to answer each question. Say you don't want to play trivia. Say, I hate trivia. I don't want to play trivia. Well, guess what? Listen to the show, and you're going to find out some very interesting food stuff. For instance, before I wrote this show, I had no idea that Michael Jackson was the first person to use the term junk food. That's fascinating. I was happy that I learned it. So you're going to learn stuff, too, if you don't want to play. Here are the five questions for our listeners at home. Pause the podcast Whatever you want to do. But here are the five questions. If you send us the answers to diningonadime at yahoo.com, everybody will get a prize. But I will choose one person to get a $25 gift card to a restaurant of their choosing. But you get a prize either way. First question for listeners at home to play. What should you never use on a grease fire? Question two. In cooking, what is it to pair a carrot? Question three, listeners at home, you can win a $25 gift card. Shell steak is also called what? And here is question four. Rachel Ray's signature phrase is what? And then the question five, Jamie Oliver's live cookery roadshow. What is that called? Those are the five questions I want everyone at home. Get the answers. Send us your answers to diningonadimeyahoo.com. Everyone gets a prize, but a certain lucky person will get a $25 gift, uh, gift card to the restaurant of their choosing. Now let's get into the show. Hey, I'm driving into work. I'm listening to your show, and I don't care about other people playing trivia. So here are the questions for you guys. I'm going to do five. Amaris is going to do five, and Matt is going to do five. First question for the listeners at home. We're going to give you two seconds to get the answer. What is Marsala? One, two. Marsala is sweet wine. Question two, listeners at home. What sauce accomplishes souvlaki? Taking is the sauce. Question four, listeners at home. Blueberries are native to what continent? North America. Question five for our listeners at home. I'm going to give you a two-second pause so you can answer the question yourself, and then I'll give the answer. A chef putting out every ingredient before they make a dish is called what? There's actually a name for this. It's called Mize and Place. Okay, Amaris Pollock, food photojournalist. <coughs> Your five questions for our listeners at home. All right, and I also have my IG up right now live. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So if you are watching the IG, you can play along. Absolutely. Um, this is just for fun right now. So question number one, what is Calabrese? Mm. It comes from a broccoli family. It's ca cabbage. <laughs> All right. So who invented Jell-O? Who invented Jello? Pearl Waite. <laughs> Who would have known? That? <laughs> oh, 
or Wyatt. I, I'm bad at pronouncing pronouncing things. So, um, and question number three: Coffee plants were grown in what continent over one thousand years ago? Africa. Great job, Amherst, because I had time to answer that. That's good. And then question number, what am I on? Four. <laughs> what food can be called marrow fat? You're not going to guess this. <laughs> Processed peas. How about which that? Which is something that I would eat. like it's a, Or Gerber baby food, it almost sounds like. But... <laughs> <laughs> What makes bread rise? This is your fifth question from me. I mean, this one's easy. Everyone must know this, especially during quarantine, is yeast. So I'm going to toss it over to Matt. Matt Maritao. I had the most difficult time trying to find yeast at the supermarket. <laughs> Did you know that you can actually grow yeast using like dried fruits, like the cranberries and raisins? You just put them in a little bit of water, and the yeast will like grow off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually something really interesting they're doing over at uh, what was it, University of the Sciences? Uh, they cultivated a yeast. They call it Philly yeast, and it's gone around to a lot of the local breweries, and they're making the specific Philly sour with the authentic Philadelphia yeast. It's really fascinating. I like that idea. But getting back to trivia, (laughs) I've got a couple of questions for you. Go ahead, Matt. First piece of uh, food trivia, what is a dredger? What is a dredger? not used to scrape the bottom of the ocean. It's actually something used to sprinkle flour. How about that? Second question for you here today is, what does au gratin mean? Au gratin? Yes, au gratin. (laughs) Au gratin. I don't... You were trying to be fancy. You were just like au gratin, like tarjay. I I don't have a good French accent. See, it's the language I make fun of the most rather than try to speak, so... Uh, But it means covered with brown breadcrumbs. Number three, what country invented the cheesecake? Just the cheesecake, not the factory. (laughs) I mean, come on, we must all love cheesecake. Unless if you uh, have a dairy intolerance. But what country? It was, in fact, France. How about that? I would have thought that was American. I could see that one going either way. Oh, here's a fun one. A little history-related Ronald Reagan kept a jar of this in the Oval Office. If you're my age, you know this answer. Because everybody knew this answer that was a Ronald Reagan uh, person. Ronald Reagan kept a jar of jelly beans in his office. And it was very popular at the time when he was president. And then for my fifth question, in double steaming, how much liquid loss is expected? That's a good question. It is a good question. And the answer is actually none. <laughs> right? You think double steam. Oh, geez, I'm going to steam the heck out of this. Nope. No. No liquid lost at all. Yeah, you would think that it would lose a lot of liquid. You're steaming. Wow, whoever wrote this show is a genius. Uh, <laughs> okay, my five questions for the listeners at home. If you're driving into work, going to the gym or at the gym, we're going to give you a pause so you can answer the question. First question for me. First show for Emerald was what? What was Emerald Lagasse's first show on the Food Network? That was called The Essence of Emerald. Everyone thought it was Emerald Live. It's not. It was The Essence. He had a show before that. Uh, Second question for Kevin Wilson. Thomas A. Carvelis was named for what? What was named after Thomas A. Carvelis? The answer is Carvel ice cream. Yes. Fudgy the whale. (laughs) Fudgy the whale. Question number three for Kevin Wilson. Players at home, driving into work, going to the gym, listening as you're cleaning your uh, house or apartment. We're going to give you a pause so you can get the answer. What cereal? This is bizarre because I don't even understand this question, but it says, what cereal has a mascot with multiple personalities? There's a cereal that has a mascot that has multiple personalities, and that is Frosted Mini Wheats. <laughs> Qu- 
question. I would, I would like to know why it has multiple personalities. Is it because it has like a bland cereal it, under the like sugary, like hyperactivity this, like this level is, of it? This is be- the goofball that wrote the show, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's my last question. Then we're going to sh- uh, toss it to Amherst. Chiacole pasta is what shape, and I'm probably saying that totally wrong, but Chiacole pasta is what shape? And that is, the answer is shell. Shell. Amorous Pollock, food photo journalist, take over the game. <laughs> yeah, I get to take over the game. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> for my next round of questions for you, um, the first question is, what was the original name of Frosted Flakes? I mean, the answer is a little bit inside of the question. Because mm. what is the name of the original Frosted? What are they frosted with? Sugar Frosted uh, Flakes. That's right. Then they got the sugar out of there when they found out it was unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant. So, you know, they just went with Frosted Flakes and just pretended it wasn't unhealthy. That's actually brilliant. Good. <laughs> so my next question for you is chili corn queso means what? Actually, that is supposed to be con. chili con queso. Con queso right. <laughs> yeah. There was a little typo there. Typo. <laughs> so if you know any Spanish, you'll know exactly what this says. But it means chili with cheese. Nice. Yeah. And who doesn't love something with a lot of cheese? And queso means cheese. Yeah, oh, queso okay. means cheese, and I love cheese. You know, that's when you get, like, uh, the cheese pools and whatnot. Yeah. You get, like, that nice, drippy, juicy, like, chili <laughs> going on. That's always delicious. All right. My third question for our listeners who are w- watching and hearing this while driving is, a rice field is called what? Ooh. This is an easy one, because if you paid attention in school, you would know what this is. It's called a rice patty. Oh, that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. When would that have come up in school? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, we I learned it. I thought rice patty was Charlie Brown's friend. <laughs> or is that the, that's, oh, that's another patty. Go and ahead. then, so your, your next question is, you, the main ingredients in box tea is what? Well, we talked about box tea on this show in a prior episode. No, we did. We did an Irish show. We talked about box tea. I think Jim Hassan. Oh, a little bit of Irish. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great question, but we did talk about it on a previous show. So what is the main ingredient in it? I will tell you. It is something very atypical of Irish people, or at least, you know, cliche, which is potatoes. Oh. Well, yeah. Okay. So, you know, you, you like your meat and potatoes? Here is here's some boxy. How bizarre is it that this show has mentioned boxy several times? I've never heard of it till we mentioned. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but you're the one that wrote. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying we, I've never heard of boxy till we had talked about it on this show. So apparently, you really like boxy somewhere <laughs> in the recesses of your brain. <laughs> I usually eat it on or around March 14th, and that's really? about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this next, my fifth question, um, I am going to botch the pronunciation of this because yeah, it's a it's a lot of a lot of consonants. So it's Slivovitz is made from what fruit? Yeah, you, Matt's looking at this right now, and it's it's literally Slivovitz. 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 Yeah. Yeah, right? I knew I was going to mispronounce this. Um, it could be a typo too. <laughs> <laughs> Who, knows? Who, knows? Who knows? So if you actually can answer this, good for you. Um, but it is made from plums. Oh, okay. Oh, you're quite the plum. And and that's what I said on our social media. I said some of these are for people that are trained in the culinary field. You know what I mean? Some of these are not going to be answered by everybody. <laughs> yeah. Some of these are for linguists. <laughs> yeah, some of these are definitely for linguists. <laughs> right. So jumping back into my list of questions here. Yeah, uh, we got one minute till break. Okay. So, so a little rapid fire session here. The brands for Fruit Loops and Eggo combined to make what? Waffles. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's stop right there because we're almost on break. But I want to talk about that. I don't remember that. Like, is that a, a brand combo makes waffles? I, I don't remember Ego and uh, 
I actually um, recently my my brother and sister in law had temporarily moved in and they've you know moved out, but they bought like this huge box of like I think it might be Legos like Lego my ego sorry right. I don't know but it, they actually made a pancake a frozen pancake oh, wow. so it, but oh, it's yeah. a, this they... gigantic box oh wow I think that's the industrial what, box let's go to break <laughs> we're gonna go to break we'll be right back with our trivia game for the yep. uh, listeners at home attention restaurant and food truck owners we understand times are tough and dining out is different what if your customers already had your full menu with prices and pictures on their phones? The awesome folks at Weaverville Web Design is partnering with this podcast to give away an ultra-fast online menu and two years free hosting. Stay tuned to this podcast for more details. WeavervilleWebDesign.com can build you the perfect online menu. Fast, user-friendly, and easy to read with great pictures. Your cuisine will look absolutely amazing. Let WeavervilleWebDesign.com show your cuisine to the world. Okay, we are back. Once again, we're playing a trivia game for our listeners who are listening to the podcast after it's published. Uh, We're reading the questions and giving you a two-second pause to answer the questions. And we also are playing a game. I'll repeat the questions in segment four. Uh, but the fir- uh, people that answer all five questions, everyone gets a prize. A lucky winner will get a $25 gift uh, card to their favorite restaurant. In about 13 minutes, we're going to play Facebook Live. Uh, but the listeners at home will still be interested because you can learn some things. We've learned some good stuff so far. Matt Marite, continue with your list. All right. Jumping right back in here. So what does uh, an borchetta mean? Hmm. What do you think? What do I think? Um, I don't know. I think we covered that in the waiting room, so I don't want to answer. But uh, oh, I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> how, how do you spell that anyway? Yeah, spell it, Matt. Uh, we've got B O R C H E T T A. I would say bruschetta. Brochetta. Is that what that is? Yeah. I have no idea. Good. Or French, maybe. I, don't I have know. no idea. But it means is on skewers. Oh, wow. Oh, so like <clears throat> if we go to one of the Brazilian steakhouses, how they like bring it out on, on the skewers. Yes. So that's that's kind of what you're talking about on broqueta. Is, yeah. Is yeah, that? it's Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay, number eight, uh, or my eighth question so far. Chef Graham Kerr is better known by what moniker? I don't know. I know it, but I don't want to say it. But Matt will give the answer. But he was very, very popular back in the day. Mm-hmm. This show was very popular. Go ahead, Matt. Yes. The ever-popular Galloping Gourmet. And he was big back in the early uh, years ago. <laughs> Here's another one that's a little linguist-based. And also, uh, let's see, a roux is what? Oh, I know this one. And I love this one. I, I'm going to have to resist the urge to actually like. Well, some of these. Go ahead. You can no, do it. <laughs> no. I mean, a roux is basically your base for a sauce, like a, you know, a creamy sauce. It can also be a way to thicken a sauce. Gotcha. So um, a roux, you start out with flour and butter and you whisk it up. Um, and then you start adding whatever you're going to do with it. Um, so if you want to thicken a sauce, you make a roux and then add it to the sauce that's kind of loose. Gotcha. Um, or gravy. Gravy, because Thanksgiving is going to be coming up soon enough. And I'll tell you what, let's sidetrack for a minute. Do you guys use cornstarch to thicken up your gravy? What do you guys use to thicken up? Like, say I have a gravy and it's loose. Well, I, I just mentioned roux, because that's what I go with. That's okay. my go-to. Depends on the gravy. But I heard from someone that I don't cook. Everyone at home knows I don't cook ramen. Uh, but I was told. I was <laughs> ramen told, is far from making ra- anything with a roux. <laughs> ramen, ramen is 10 categories above my skill set. But th- I heard from someone that cornstarch would be able to. Is that yes. true? Okay. Cornstarch yeah. is yeah. definitely a thickening agent. Um, and it's an easy one. So if you don't want to mess with making a roux, obviously you can use cornstarch. Sounds good. Okay, Matt. My last question in this little grouping, um, if you've got kitties at home, you probably know this one. 
What are ants on a log? This is old school. Oh, this is I do old actually school. Yeah, no, I don't want to answer because I'm. A, I don't eat this. I really do not eat this ever. Um, you know, just because I'm not a big fan of celery, um, and but I do love peanut butter and I love raisins. Uh, so I love some of the combination of the ingredients, but I don't like all of them together. Gotcha. So. Good, Matt. I never had it. It was not. It, it, yeah, years it's ago, a, it's yeah. an old well, school. Celery, I mean, celery is just kind of like, it has flavor, but it's like, it punches into like soup or, soups or whatever. It's mild, but I don't like just biting into it. Now, if you have an issue where you need fiber, celery is perfect. Chomp, on, chomp down on some and celery. And a lot of diets say it's a free food. Yeah, it's, it, I, it's yeah. like very low in calories. I don't even know if it has a caloric. I don't even know if it has calories, right? Yeah. Good, Matthew. Uh, what temperature should you not exceed? When well, what was the answer to get to the law? <laughs> we never well, did. We I, I yeah. described oh, the ingredients. Oh, okay. it's, it's celery, and then you smear on like I don't know, depending on how much peanut butter you like. Right. Smear on peanut butter. Oh, I didn't know that was. I don't. You know. I just yeah, wrote, and then you put raisins. The raisins are the ants. I kind of wrote the show and forgot. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what temperature should you not exceed when melting chocolate? That's a great question. I used to know this because I used to make... And if you're driving into work or you're at the gym, we're giving you time to answer these questions. Or you might be in the kitchen, might trying, be in the kitchen. looking yeah. for inspiration. We just or you could be like my my one friend who made a fondue ma- party. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, fondue was so good. But we just had an email from a, a listener that says they uh, every Saturday they clean their house and they're mm-hmm. listening. So if oh, you're cleaning nice. your house... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have time to answer these. You know what? They're probably cleaning the house, working up their hunger level because we're talking about food. Absolutely. (laughs) So what? What is that answer? Well, cleaning person, if you're listening, (laughs) don't exceed 120 degrees when you're trying to melt chocolate. Ah, okay. And let me just add something to that. We did a show for the other Learn About World Cuisine, which is our other show. And I found out that the uh, Chocolate River in, uh, what was that show? What was that? Charlie, Char- Charlie in the Charlie Chocolate Factory. Charlie in the Factory. Chocolate Factory was yeah. actually real chocolate. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they found out that it was stinking up the whole studio because it went spoiled. You know what I mean? Uh, that they had to get rid of it. But somebody actually did not manufacture that river, Chocolate River, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That was actually made with real chocolate. So I thought that was interesting. All right. Uh, Here are my five questions. And don't forget, in about five minutes, we're going to start our Facebook Live. Uh, If you're sitting at home going, well, what do I care about a bunch of people I don't know playing uh, Facebook Live? You're going to be able to hear the questions and get the answers. Uh, Because we're only going to give our Facebook Live folks maybe a minute at the most to answer each question. We're not really going to give them a whole bunch of time. All right. What is a haricotvert? Haricotvert. What do you think? Oh, haricotvert. Haricotvert. What is that? <laughs> it, I know what it is. Go ahead, say it. Because it's it's a very fancy way to say this, um, yeah. but it's basically the steamed carrots that you have at yeah. a restaurant. It's a side dish, and it's usually very delicious. But they're like tiny, you know, carrots. Okay, that's all it is. Okay, it said string bean, but I oh, guess, string beans. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> ah, I got it wrong. Ah, see. Well, I'll tell you what. We can make mistakes. And there's only one per. per perfect person here and that's taylor right taylor? yeah he's he's the one listening in me like laughing at us right he's, he's he's seeing us mispronounce all these words and he's like this is hysterical i can't wait on that so okay so correction it's the fancy way of saying string beans right thin tender string beans what can here is a fascinating question now this is for the people that just want to listen and have fun and learn something this question was really blew my mind what candy bar, a very popular candy bar, was named after their family's horse? So they had a family horse, and they named this is one of the most popular chocolate bars 
There is, and they. Named I don't it. know, but is there like a funny like? No, no. I mean, because you see the answer, we don't know the answer. Yeah, it's it's one of the top five chocolate bars, and it was named after the horse that their family owned. <laughs> is it like Payday or something? No, no. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Matt, take a guess. Take well, no, guess. because Payday, like a horse, you know, racing, like. <laughs> are, are paydays aren't even chocolate. <laughs> are they? I don't know. I don't have them. No, I don't. Matt, Marathea. do they have chocolate on them? Is it, is it Baby Payday. Ruth? No, it's not Baby Ruth. Uh, what do you think, Avers? We'll give you one shot at this. No, uh, I already screwed up. Okay. I answer. <laughs> the, the, an- the answer. Taylor, what do you think? Candy bar named after the family horse. What on earth could this be? It's not a whatchamacallit. You have an idea? I, I can't even think of anything. Okay. I the, mean, answer, the answer is Snickers. Come on. Really? Snickers oh. candy bar. It makes sense because Snickers sounds like a horse name. It no. does. Yeah, they kind of snicker, do uh, they? Yeah. yeah. So that was I- interesting. I don't know. If I, I mean, I the only reason why I thought payday, and I again, I apologize because I'm like, I don't eat that. I eat anything with chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a fast, That's a great question. Grancio is, and my Italian friends are going to tell me I butchered the name, but Grancio is Italian for what type of seafood? G-R-A-N-C-H-I-O. That is Italian for what type of seafood? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that. And that's crab, crab. Huh. And this is probably something that our beer expert would get. It's you know, what town in Germany started Oktoberfest? What town in Germany started Oktoberfest? Ah. Uh. First off, that's probably the we only are town. entering Oktoberfest era because it's you know September, like. The Ides of September, I guess you can say. So October is right around the corner. I got to be honest with you. This is the only town in Germany I know. <laughs> it's <laughs> Munich. Yeah, Munich. 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 <laughs> Munich? Munich people know Israeli, how to party. Because yeah. don't they have like those big festivals too in Munich? Yes. Yes. Well, technically, Oktoberfest is actually in September in Germany. Oh, really? It's something oh, it we've sort of co-opted. See that's uh, the that's the well, uh, beer expert. For me, that would be an excuse to like just celebrate it for like two months straight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lumpia is what in the Philippines. If you go to the Philippines and you say, "Hey, look, uh, let me get some lumpia." What is that? What are you ordering? This one, it's like a. I've waited long enough. It's like a coconut. <laughs> it's like a coconut sort of shaved ice water ice. You are one thousand percent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but is it lumpy? No. <laughs> no it's actually a popular uh, dish. It's uh, spring rolls. Oh. So they call spring rolls lumpia. In, I love uh, spring rolls, especially with uh, shrimp or whatever. All right. Here's what we're going to get emails. Please pause the emails. I understand that it's impossible for someone to know this, but here's the next question. No, 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 no. Email the hell out of us. <laughs> <laughs> Who invented the cheese stuffed hot dog? And I know 10,000 people are like, why do I care? How would I know? But who invented the cheese-stuffed hot dog? A saint. And that, <laughs> that gentleman is named Rich Wood. <laughs> and really? I, that's his name? When I, when, I wrote it, when I wrote it, I was like... I Wait a minute. So he stuffed a hot dog with cheese, with cheese right. and his name is Rich Wood. Wood. Yes. Now, for our listeners that you know are out there... What is another name for Rich? <laughs> so, so, anyway. You're like, uh, it's family friendly. <laughs> n- here, here, now, since I gave someone an impossible question, I'm going to end my uh, section with a very easy question. Never had it, never will is the slogan for who is very popular. It was on TV all the time in the 80s. What soda has the never had it, never will slogan? Uh I'm actually going to give the answer because I know a million people that are my age know it. Uh, 7-Up. So, Amherst, you have one minute to get started, and then we're going to start our Facebook Live. So I mean, do I, I can talk for one minute. Yeah, like, just, that's how... That, well, <laughs> I'm very verbal. All right. Well, we got one minute. Let's, talk, let's chat about that. Do you remember it? It was on TV every five minutes. No, I do not it, remember. I don't remember that. Then they had the guy with the deep voice. That I don't know much. Off. I don't know much about the '80s. So it wasn't there. And, oh my goodness! <laughs> You're Hold that on. young. Hold on. Let me get my. He's walker. a baby. Let me get my walker. <laughs> I cannot believe he just said he doesn't remember the '80s. I remember the '80s like it was yesterday. 
I remember the 80s and hating them because hair was just everywhere. Like, uh, like I mean, I have the perfect hair for it because my hair is so, like, curly puffy. Um, but, like, I didn't like it then. I have acclimated, it, acclimated to it now. But I'll tell you what. We're going to do one more th- comment, and then we're going to go to commercial. Yeah. I just saw a fascinating biography of the facts of life. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yes, it was fabulous. Do you remember? Okay, so I don't remember Seven Seven Up, but I re- I remember old commercials that were just like kind of basic, and like I f- for some reason remember uh, like a thumbs up in one of the commercials, right? And the like the really bad graphics. Um, and so yeah, I okay. remember that. We're going to go to break, and then when we come back, Facebook Live, people at home, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. So. Let's go to break. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Okay, we are back. We're going to get the Facebook Live started. I know everyone at home is like, well, what do I care about a bunch of people playing Facebook Live? Great questions we still have left. Uh, We still have some great questions. You're going to learn a lot of stuff. We are on Facebook Live. It's going to take a few minutes for the people to join us. Uh, we had actually promoted this for an hour ago, <laughs> so and, we'll see. And keep in mind, like if you post this, they can they can watch later. Oh yeah, on. yeah, they'll watch mm-hmm. later. We'll yeah, get a they lot can of totally later. watch later on. Okay, Amaris Pollock, your <laughs> trivia. You're gonna have to give the question and answer because no one's with us yet. Well, I mean that's fine because yep. oh because you're waiting for them to interact. Yes, I'm live. waiting for them. I get that. Okay, so I am going to ask my first question, and it pertains to something that I absolutely love so, so much. Um, And if you've ever listened in to any of the podcasts, you've heard me say this over and over again. I love meat. I love meat, especially the answer to this question. Um, So my question for you to our listeners on Facebook Live and listeners at home, uh, what is the highest USDA grade for steaks? Great question. Yeah. I mean, and in the foodie world, this is a perfect question because most foodies eat, you know, are carnivores. There are definitely foodies that are vegetarians, but um, the the highest USDA grade for steaks is prime. Now, that's interesting because a lot of people I know didn't know that, <laughs> including us. <laughs> I know. We were like, Wagyu? <laughs> Um, which is funny because Wagyu is a good, is a good, you know, nice cut. Like, well, it's the cut. It's, it is. It's the cut. But that's international. And I was, yeah. Yeah. So when it so comes that's to just why USDA, we went with yeah. that and that's why it stumped us. Cause we were like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, here's another word that I'm going to mess up. So I'm, I'm going to have you help me with this. CO. Pino? Giopino. Giopino. Okay, so it's C I O P P I N O. Okay. Giopino is what? What is Giopino? Okay, we do have a couple people on. Let them get a second, then you just go give the answer. I can't. We are too busy to be waiting. <laughs> so I have tagged a few people. But just do the same as we were doing for the first half hour until we get a couple of people. Well, I mean, the, the, all we do is talk. That's, <laughs> that's our thing. <laughs> exactly. Except now they're going to see all the like facial expressions and movements that exactly. we do. Exactly. Um, but Chiopino is what? And it is something that is going to come in handy, actually, coming in the colder months, to give you another hint. So what do you think that you would eat in the colder months? Right. Uh, we've got a whopping five people so far. Go ahead, give me <laughs> All right. It's seafood stew. Oh. Okay. So, you know, obviously if you have food allergies to seafood, you can't eat this because they usually put in, you know, the crustaceans. But um, it's seafood stew. Wow. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next question for our listeners is 
cooking pork or duck to melt some of the fat out is called. Okay, people should know this. You got about a whopping six people right now. <laughs> I know, and you, you, the thing is, is you kind of do this with um, onions too, because you want to cook out and caramelize the, the the sugars. Right. So, what do you call this when you cook out pork or duck to melt some of the fat. Oh, that's a great question. I, the guy who wrote this show is a genius. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, just keep going and we'll wait till we call get. it rendering. How about that? You are rendering the, the meat. How about that? Uh, if, you're li- if you're watching on Facebook Live, if you're the whopping six people, <laughs> uh, you can answer the questions. The person that gets the most answers correct gets a $25 restaurant gift card to a restaurant of your choice. Uh, so if you're playing it on Facebook Live, be sure to answer the questions. I apologize. We're an hour late, but I had said to everybody that, you know, we're, we're dealing with a live show. So go ahead. All right. So I'm going to go out to a sushi restaurant or a Japanese restaurant, I should say. And mm-hmm. I'm going to have sushi. Um, I'm ordering a meal. Before I order this, like I'm setting everything up, and what is my favorite thing that I'm going to order? I'm going to order something that is a soybean based soup in Jap- in Japanese restaurants. Now that oh, is your that's question. An easy question. Yeah, I, I like that's set easy. that one up. So I don't know if our listeners are. We, we started an hour late, and I think I'm getting rebellion because no one's. <laughs> on. But uh, go ahead. Just keep doing like we're doing. All right. Well, if I'm going to order soup when I go to a sushi to go out and have sushi, I'm going to have miso soup. I love miso. Oh, boy. Good. You don't like it? Is I it do. too salty for you? Yeah, no, lot. it's just it's not my favorite. I Is don't. it the texture? Because they put you know the um, seaweed and whatnot in there too with tofu. Yeah, not just seaweed tofu. It's just it's very bland to me. I don't. Yeah, but so gotta... what? What would you like to add to a miso soup? Yeah, what would you add, Matt? And this is our beer guy. I, I don't really know. I <laughs> I don't know what I would cook in miso soup. I just. You're just yeah, yeah. So I it's like just it. Like, it just gets served to you. I eat it, and it's you know, it's over. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the point. You you eat it, and then it's over. But <laughs> like, it's a nice warming like soup that you can have. You know, fall, winter. Sometimes it's a little chilly in the spring. So, um, but anyway. No, so no, my I'll, I'll stick with the Giopino. <laughs> so my fifth question for our listeners: Are pine nuts come from what? Oh, that's a great question. Is it? Yeah. Um, and what, you, you know what? I'm going to sidebar that. Give our listeners a little bit to, to figure that one out. Maybe they're Googling it. Okay. And obviously, I want to explain to our people because we are getting some people here. Uh, if you want to answer the question, just put it in the comments under the video. And the winner gets a $25 gift card to a restaurant of their choosing. Food questions. Winner gets a $25 gift card to a restaurant of their choosing. We actually have people in the room now, so we're going to give you a second answer. Uh, just put it in the... In the... Uh, comments. In the comments. And uh, again, my fifth question is, pine nuts come from what? Do we have anybody answering that, or are they all just uh, waiting all, on bated breath? Just give them t- We're going to give you two seconds to answer the question. And then uh, you can put the que- uh, answers in the comment section. But I'm giving a $25 gift card to this person that gets the most uh, the most uh, answers. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I think that gave, I gave them enough time Well, to you're try. talking about the physical thing. I think we have people thinking you're talking about what country do pine nuts come from. No, they're not. Co- not the country. Right. Um, so say it again. The, we'll- the question is, pine nuts come from what? As in what... Where do we pull them out of? That would be the best. Where better do way we of, get the pine nuts? Yeah. All right, let's where do the pine nuts a, come All right, from? Winner gets a $25 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Uh, pine nuts come from what? And we'll give you two seconds. I don't have. We'll I mean, we're, we're far surpassed the 
Tuesday. Yeah, let's and move Spike. on to the next question. All right. So they actually come from pine cones. Hey, you you typoed on this one, too. So it's pine cones. And with just it. so you know, we've done, a ha- we've done a half hour with the listeners from home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of butchering of pronunciation in this episode. Oh, Go yeah. Ahead. Uh, you, we, we look forward to the, the evil hate and mail. And please, feel free to criticize us in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that makes it more fun. Um, so that was my fifth question. Uh, we actually, I, we I'm going to move it on to Matt. We actually have people in the room. So go ahead, Matt, and give them a second to answer. Winner gets a $25 gift card to a restaurant of your choice. Good. Also, don't criticize me. I'm incredibly sensitive. <laughs> but you can for, criticize me. I can handle it. For my 12th question, or, well, for next one of my question groups, we're going to go linguistic again. Hamon is a French word for what? Uh, spell it for our... Uh, J-M-B-O-N. J-M-B-O-N is... J-A-M-B-O-N. I was going to say, there's an A missing in there. And it it sounds very similar to the answer, so... (laughs) They don't need hints. J-M-B-O-N is what? Say it again. Hamon. Oh, now you... you, (laughs) But what what are you asking? What does it mean? Oh, what does J M J A M B O N mean? I love uh, I love that you wrote the questions and you're like, but I don't know what is what, what's the question again? All right, we have people in the room. The people in the Facebook live chat. J M J A M B O N means what? What is that? And I'll give you a second, then we'll move on. Anyone know? Put it in the comments section under the video. Kevin's waiting for any answer. It can even be snarky. All right, look, keep going, Matt. We'll say, say it, and then we'll give the next question. It's ham. It's ham. Next question. Yeah. I, knew, I knew that one because it's very similar also to uh, the Spanish word for it. <laughs> They're practically identical, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Okay, so moving on to... Uh, oh, by the way, Rob says hi, Matt. Oh, thank you, Rob. Hi. <laughs> So uh, what? That is Matt Maritea. Yeah. So, oh, you have a fan. <laughs> what does A and W stand for? I love this question. What does A and W? A and W root beer. What does A and W stand for? Take a shot. Winner gets a twenty-five dollar gift card of a restaurant of your choosing. Hello, Carolyn. Uh, twenty-five dollar gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. What does A and W mean? It what is, does that stand for? It is not anvils and wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a and W, what does that mean? Or apples and water. It's not apples and water either. Right. A and W, an A and W root beer. Winner gets a $25 gift card. What does that mean? I can't get that jingle out of my head when I hear A and W. A and W root beer has that frosty good taste. All right, you're still waiting. All you do is comment in the... Is that from the 80s as well? A&W is a root beer, but what does the initials A&W stand for? What is that? What are they named after? A&W stands for what? It's a root beer, but what does the initials mean? Allen and Wright. (laughs) Is that correct, Matt? Yes, that is. We have a winner. Oh, yay. It stands for Roy Allen and Frank Wright, of course. There we go. So, uh, Amherst, can you write down Tammy is in the lead, one to nothing? All right, next question, Matt. Tammy. We we thought you answered. No, it's it's good job, Tammy. Good job, Tammy. (laughs) Good job. We're we're happy. Yay. Keep answering. A and W, biggest root beer brand in the world, and actually just on uh, read something on Yahoo. They won second in their blind uh, one of their blind taste tests. Okay, we got people in the room. <laughs> so uh, another one, very popular. This old school cookie, the Nutter Butter, is made by who? Nutter Butter is made by who? Tammy's up one to nothing. Winner gets a twenty five dollar gift card. Nutter Butter is made by what company? I don't know, but it's got peanut butter in there, and so it is definitely one of those cookies that I go after. I am Tammy, obsessed. Tammy looks like Nabisco, she said. Yes, Tammy, that is correct. Two to Tammy, two nothing. You're on your way up. Oh, Tammy got it first, Caroline. I'm sorry. Ooh. Tammy, you're on your way to a $25. Oh, but thank you, Caroline, for thank trying. Thank you, Caroline. I, I think Nutter Butters, they're kind of like a grandma cookie. Like, 
<laughs> I mean, but they're a good, solid cookie. They've been around for a really long time. No, but I mean, like Nutter Butters, Vienna Fingers. Okay. Those are yeah. yeah. Those are grandma cookies. Uh, if you're listening on uh, Facebook Live, Tammy has the lead two to nothing. You guys have to catch up. We got one minute for one more question. Matt Maratea. All right. Let's go jingle themed here. Oh, wow. What candy makes mouths happy? All right. What is the jingle? The candy that makes mouths happy. All candy? <laughs> uh, what candy makes mouths happy? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, get it. I don't know. Uh, that is the when, I'm, when I'm watching movies, I definitely like pop in myself with uh, some M&Ms. I love M&Ms. Okay. It looks like you're going to have to give the answer to that one. Don't say potential answers. <laughs> Good, Matt. It is Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Yeah. I remember the old smiley face commercial. Exactly. Okay, Tammy's up. She's in the lead. Let's go to commercial. We're going to go to commercial. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York. The voice of the Hudson Valley. Okay, we are back. Food trivia. Tammy is in the lead kicking everybody's booty. Uh, we're going to keep going. Uh, the winner gets a $25 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Uh, and if you are listening from home, obviously, after the show is published, I'm also given a $25 gift card. We read questions at the front of the show. Winner gets a $25 gift card. If you're watching this after the show is published, you can still win a $25 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. Just listen to this segment, the first 15 minutes of the podcast, I gave questions. Okay, Amaris Pollock, food photojournalist, you're on the camera. I'm going to read the questions. Orange and vanilla flavored liquor is called what? Orange and vanilla flavored liquor. Is called what? This is a live episode of Dining on a Dime playing trivia. So we are talking alcohol? It is. It is orange and flavor. Uh, orange and vanilla flavored liquor is called what? And Tammy is kicking everybody's behind. Delicious. It's called delicious. <laughs> and it sounds like the Italian um, lemoncello, but it's like orange cello. But it's pro- that's probably not the answer. No. No, it, not no. at all. Uh, orange no. and, and vanilla? <laughs> Creamsicle? Nope, it is not Grand Marnier. It is Tawaka. T-U-A-C-A. I am so, like, bad. <laughs> I'm just like, it's alcohol. Okay. Th- <laughs> like it, sounds, it sounds like limoncello, which is a completely no, 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 different No, 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 no. There's an orange cello. There's a delicious orange cello, but it's limoncello is the original thing with the liqueur. Okay. Our friends, uh, it is actually T-U-A-C-A is the answer. All right, let's move on to the next question. $25 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing is on the line. I'm giving you an easy one. You ready? A gallon is how many fluid ounces? This is for our novice players. A gallon is how many fluid ounces is in a gallon? Now, you all get gallons of milk. You should know this answer. How many ounces is a gallon? It's a lot of bathroom breaks. That's what it is. (laughs) How many ounces is a gallon? Ooh, not 164, Carolyn. Not 164. But thank you for trying. Not 128, Tammy. Uh, A gallon is how many fluid ounces? Carolyn's on the right road. I'm going to give you one more second. Well, isn't half a gallon like a thousand liters or something? Right. All right. I'm going to answer the question. A gallon, a gallon. No, it's 500. It's a. It's 500. I a, think. a gallon or is a, a 500 milliliters. Yeah. I'm sorry. A gallon is actually 64 ounces. Not, yeah. Carolyn was close. She said 164, but it's actually 64. All right, here we go. Food trivia, $25 gift card on the line. Which cheese has blue mold on it? Which cheese has blue mold on the cheese? I'm going to give you two seconds. Which, what cheese has blue mold on it? And it tastes really good. And it tastes really good. Does and anyone you can know the answer? It. Is this a trick question? 
<laughs> just put the answer. If you're listening on Facebook Live, put the answer in the comment section. It is not blue cheese. I thought it was blue cheese. It's not. Ah, so it was a trick question. Yeah, it a is little a bit, trick yeah. question. I mean, it's that not, would have been ah. an easy answer. It's not blue cheese, guys. We'll give you one more second to answer. It's not blue cheese. Yes, Carolyn has won. Tammy, you're still up three to one, but Carolyn, Carolyn got on it the right. Board. Gorgonzola? It is Gorgonzola. Yes. That is correct. So Carolyn has one. Can you write that down, though, Amaris? Uh, Tammy has three. Carolyn has one. Okay. All right, Munster. Uh <laughs> Etouffee. Now, this is for our uh, our cooks in the room. Etouffee means what in cooking? What does etouffee? E t o u f e e. What does it mean to etouffee in cooking? I'll give you guys a second. If you're listening from home on the podcast, please note you can learn a lot of neat stuff by listening in. Uh, just listening to the show, you're going to learn a lot of fun stuff. Uh, etouffee means what in cooking? And we're playing with people on Facebook Live, but if you're listening from home, uh, you're still going to... <laughs> and what's really funny is now, since they're watching live, they can see my attention span constantly is like... John Crichton says, you're a hockey guy. What the heck do you know about food, Matthew? What do you know, and why are you here? <laughs> I've eaten a lot. <laughs> I know. It doesn't... You... Yeah, no, etouffee does not mean stuffed. It, uh, etouffee means what when you're cooking? It's not stuffed. I'm going to give you guys one more second. It's how I get my waffles at Waffle House. <laughs> it's how Matt gets it's his waffles at Waffle House. and syrup. <laughs> etouffee means what in cooking? Winner gets a $25 gift card to a restaurant of your choosing. If um, if you guys are listening from home, I gave five questions at the top of the show. All you got to do is answer the five questions. You can also receive a $25 gift card from your for your favorite restaurant. Etouffee actually means smothered. Actually, it means smothered. So we know a lot of people are going to listen to this show after it's published. They're going to watch the Facebook Live feed after it's published. You still have an opportunity in the first 15 minutes of our show to win a $25 gift card. Oh, I love this question. The guy who wrote this show is a genius. Uh, dim sum means what in English? Dim sum means what in English? Tammy's up three to one. Dim sum. When you go to a restaurant and you order dim sum, what does that mean translated into English? And I'm wondering how many of our listeners out there have gone to, like, the dim sum brunch. How many people have gone to a dim sum house, like Tom's dim sum house? You've never house? done that? Dim sum brunch? Yeah, they, like, you, you go in the morning and you eat, just eat, eat and eat and eat. In, in English. I, I understand the concept of brunch, but <laughs> yeah, what, it's a what brunch. makes it dim yes, sum? Yes, like, Tammy, Tammy's on fire. Yes, Tammy, you are correct. Dim sum means, in English, to touch your heart. And Tammy got that, so she gets another I point. Know, I know. I marked her. You marked her? I did. Okay. Dim sum in English means to touch your heart. I get one more, and then we move it on to Amaris Pollock, food photo journalists. Uh, what do Italians call maize? I'm going to spell it because I'm horrible at pronunciation. M-A-I-Z-E. What is maize in Italian? What does that mean? What do they call it? And it's very popular in Italy. It's oh. And you know the answer, Matt. All right. What does, uh, what is Italians call maize? What do they call maize? M-I-Z-E. What do the Italians call maize? What is it in English? What and I'm, I'm guessing it's kind of similar to the maize that's in Spanish. Close, but no, not that. Nope, it's not corn, but you're on the right track. Oh, it's not? Okay. It's not corn. It, it sounds like corn, but it's not. I'm going to spell it because I might be pronouncing it wrong. M-A-I-Z-E. What is that translated? I'll give you guys one more minute. It's not corn. But the Italian... Uh, it's also not in, in America, so it's not what you walk through. And <laughs> right. In it, Italy, <clears throat> polenta is actually made. M-A-I-Z-E. Hmm. 
Math, uh, Amherst Pollock, next five questions. If you have five questions left. I do. I do have five questions. I okay. have ten full questions left. All right. Go ahead. Um, okay. So a cor- next question. Yes. Next question for our listeners. Um, Corget, spelled C-O-U-R-G-E-T-T-E, is another name for... And uh, you can make bread with this, and you can eat this in salads. Um, I I like giving hints. I don't know about you guys. I I think giving hints is actually kind of a fun (laughs) thing to do. Say it again, because I think people didn't hear you. Go ahead. Corget. C-O-U-R-G-E-T-T-E. Does anyone know what corget means? C-O-U-R-G-E-T-T-E. And watch it be like Corgay. <laughs> it, this shows you how thrifty I am. $25 gift card. I'm giving questions like that because I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, I... Is, it, it, it was, we got a flower and zucchini answer. We have zucchini is the correct answer. You are correct. The first person that wrote zucchini... Is... Tammy. Wow, Tammy, Tammy you are killing fire. it. Ooh. Tammy, you get another point. You're way ahead. So I want to warn everyone that's listening on Facebook Live... We only have three minutes left, and I believe Tammy is up by a couple questions. <laughs> yeah. So you guys need to get in gear. And uh, if, if, if one more thing, real quick, if you're listening to, if you're watching Facebook Live tomorrow, next week, next year, you still have a chance to win a twenty-five dollar gift card by listening to the beginning of our show. Uh, Amherst, go ahead. I think I'm going to skip to my my third question. Yeah. Um, which is beef Wellington is made from what cut of beef? Oh, that's a great question. I I know it's meat. I love meat. <laughs> what uh, what is beef? What is the meat from beef Wellington? What is that? What what meat is uh, is is from that used delicious in beef delicious dish? That's a great question. The guy who wrote this show is a genius. Beef Wellington is made from what cut of beef? Yay, the Brits made (laughs) something absolutely British food. All right, guys. uh, Carolyn says filet. Is that correct? No. Oh, um, yes. There's two parts to this answer, but yes, filet is correct. Okay, we're going to give Carolyn the uh, correct answer on that one. So she's got it. All Uh, right. So I'm going to. Somebody said rabbit. No, um, but thank you for trying. Uh, so a Hershey Kiss is mixed with uh, a Hershey Kiss mixed with white chocolate is called what? I love this question. A Hers- I know I, you got really excited about this question when we were waiting to come in. A Hershey Kiss mixed with white chocolate is referred to as what? That is our question that we're currently asking. And currently, if you know somebody and haven't seen them in a really long time, you cannot do this. A Hershey kiss. Ah, Tammy is on fire. Tammy is... She got it. Light hugs. Hugs, yeah. Exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant. Wow. She's kicking everybody's behind on the game. So, Tammy, am I doing good with my little hints? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We only have two more minutes because I need to uh, plug some stuff before we go. Uh, Amaris, go ahead with the next question. All right. So I'm skipping to my fifth one because we're running out of time. Yep. We got one minute. Uh, Pringles were invented in 1969 by what company? Okay. Pringles were invented in 1969 by what company? And that'll have to be our last question because I need to promote stuff. Uh, Pringles were invented in 1969 by what company? What company uh, put out Pringles in 1969? Does anyone know? Ivec Home Wraps. Pringles? This is our last question. Tammy, you won the gift card. The DuPont company. Uh, but what <laughs> What company put out Pringles in 1969? Is the answer Frito-Lay? No, the answer... You know what? I'm just going to... Is it Johnson. Kellogg's? Nope. Nope. Good. Do you want to keep going, or do you yeah, want the we're answer? Gonna give, we're going to give the answer. Okay, Procter's and Gamble. Procter and Gamble, which is known for baby powder, right? <laughs> Put out Pringles in 1969. If you guys are watching this, the majority of people watch Facebook Live at a different date. They rarely go on to the actual live show. If you guys are watching Facebook Live a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, Go to Dining on a Dime at LastOutMediaNetwork.com. LastOutMediaNetwork.com. 
And what you do is you listen to the first 15 minutes of this episode. And I gave everybody a chance to win a $25 gift card uh, to a restaurant of your choosing. So even if you didn't get to play with us live, Tammy, you're going to get the $25 gift gift card to a restaurant of your choice today. Uh, But everybody that listens to this show has an opportunity to win a $25 gift card. All we ask is if, if you're watching the show on Facebook Live today, tomorrow, a year from now, that you subscribe to Dining on a Dime at all, on all podcast platforms. Uh, and, and share you, your love. And share your love with us on iTunes. Write us a review. So we're going to shut off the Facebook Live. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for playing. And this studio is beautiful. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Now back to the people listening at home. Uh, you have an opportunity to... Uh, Win a $25 gift card uh, to a restaurant you're choosing, dining on a dime, yahoo.com. I asked the questions in segment one. Give your plugs, Matt. Give your plugs, Amaris, and we're going to go. All right. So I'm going to go first since Matt's in 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 (laughs) gross. So you can find me uh, at A-R-P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S on most social media platforms or using my full name, Amaris Pollock. Um. Uh, Matt? Matthew Maritay. I am at mmaritea22, that's M-M-A-R-A-T-E-A, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me there. Uh, If you check out the Last Out Media Network Twitter page, uh, you'll see links to all of the articles that we do on the site, uh, a bunch of different references to the podcasts, and you can also catch my podcast, Sporting Chance Podcast, at Sport Chance Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Next Tuesday, all about fall. Recipes, cooking tips, all about fall. Have a great week. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio, and Spotify.